Welcome to Bald Jesus Voice Chat. This is a semi-regular chat with people who love Bald Jesus. We hope you're one of them. Join us at baldjesus.com. Aloha, everyone, and good morning from Hawaii, Waikiki, beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. The weather today is perfect. We started out with a little bit of a, you know, uh, light sprinkling rain, and now we're right in the perfect zone again, which is great. Uh, Hopefully, some other folks are going to join us here on Bald Jesus Chat, but if not, I've got some stuff prepared I uh, I can share with you guys, and we will just move on. My name is uh, Christopher Jones or Bald Jesus Number One, depending on what you want to call me. Some know me as Mr. Rourke, which is kind of fun. Uh, welcome to Fantasy Island. I am your host, Mr. Rourke, and I'm pleased that you are here. And you know who you are. So anyway, mixing up a couple of things there. Uh, what I'd like to do is welcome everybody to Bald Jesus Chat Number Two. Uh, the first one was great. We had Slenderman, Bald Jesus, and myself here. This one, uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on today. There's a lot of different things happening in different Discord groups and in the NFT world in general. So let's just do it. All right. So we're going to start with talking about the Bald Jesus Collective. So as many of you know, this started because I had a website, baldjesus.com, that I thought was funny. Uh, It was just a domain that I bought, and I thought, I can do something with it. The NFT craze started happening, and I said, hey, to my friends over the Doctor Who Worlds Apart Discord, I said, I think I'm going to do an NFT project. Some of them were offended by the idea of bald Jesus. Some of them were excited and and enthusiastic about it. Anyway, there was enough support that I said, let's do it. So we created it. This is my superpower in life, is taking ideas and turning them into real-world things, that's where it sort of stands. Now, I've turned it into this real world thing. We've created a slight movement, a light movement, a minor movement in the grand movement of non-fungible tokens and NFT projects and autonomous organizations. Hey, I see Paul Crowley is joining us. Paul, welcome. Uh, Your mic is on mute. If you do want to speak, just uh, unmute your mic and let me know. Uh, Otherwise, I will continue on. Uh, I was just explaining the fact that the Bald Jesus movement or the Bald Jesus Collective, what we are is actually a group of artists and art enthusiasts who have come together and created something kind of fun. Uh, And the idea is this. Anyone can draw and everyone should draw. And drawing is a way, drawing and art in general, are a way that we connect with the divine Uh, And the things that are outside of sort of the linear, sort of methodical, analog human world. You know, this analog human world that we live in, uh, we're very good at like writing down words and writing down numbers and crunching numbers and crunching words and putting together concepts. But there's a whole range of things that this part of our brains isn't able to put together, you know, like when you ask someone the definition of love or uh, what emotions are or how to express a feeling, these are things that have to be done in other ways besides words and numbers. And one way to do that is through art, art and music and all of the creative ventures in the world are all ways that we are able to express 
what I call the divine. And the divine is that thing that can't be put into words, the ineffable, the that which you cannot understand. You know, when you look at the great religious traditions of the world, and don't worry, I'm not going to go all religious here, but when you look at the great religions of the world, what you find is you find that God is the unknowable, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the great, the ever-present, omniscient, omnipotent, all of these things, and can't be expressed in words. This is what all of the great religions have tried to express with words. They've tried so hard to express that the divine cannot be expressed. It has to be felt. And one of the best ways to feel it is through the act of creation, the act of making something that didn't exist before. And this is the whole point of the bald Jesus movement. The bald Jesus movement tells everyone, hey, you can create something, you can write something, you can do something, and you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a pro. You, you don't have to be a paid artist or the type of person who um, everyone goes, wow, look at that art. Anyone can do it. So here we are. Me, my friend Paul Crowley, who is also a bald Jesus artist, uh, just as myself, and many others in this movement are. Now, one of the things that's very hard is connecting across time zones. Paul is in South Africa. I'm in Hawaii, completely on the other side of the world. We have friends who are in England and all parts of the United States and Canada. Um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, finding the right time to connect is very difficult, especially because I sit here in the furthest place from every place on the planet. But Let's continue anyway. So one thing that I do want to address is the fact that this religious idea, right? This, this idea of Jesus, of, of using Jesus as a character in stories, of using Jesus as a pitch man in products and, and whatnot. Now, I feel like this is reclaiming something, right? That, that Jesus is something that was given to the world. And was sort of taken by one group of people at the Council of Nicaea who said, like, we're going to do Christianity this way, and this is what's going to be included, and this is what's not going to be included, and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, these bishops and deacons and popes, they all got together and they all said, we're going to do it our way or the highway. But you know what? Screw them. We're going to do it our way. And my way is not necessarily the way that you want to do it. You know, you, you can make bald Jesus anyone or anywhere or anything or any time that you want. Now, because of this association with Jesus and Christianity, there are people who have said that we're a cult or a religious group of fanatics, which is pretty funny when you look at the art that we've done and you look at the jokes that we've made and things like that. But this happened frequently enough that it got me to thinking. First of all, first of all this, I think that there's no more powerful character in all of literature or entertainment or history or film or anything else than Jesus, right? So first of all, we're taking Jesus and we're turning him into ours. We're making him ours, our personal Jesus, right? Your personal bald Jesus. So you make your personal bald Jesus and your bald Jesus says whatever you want. So how do you make that into a movement? How do you collectivize people around something like that? Well, the more that I've looked at this, the more that I've understood that there is the potential to make a lot of money 
using this. There's the potential in the NFT space. There's the potential in uh, cartoons and comics and books and stories. That All of this is there. But how do we use that? And should we use that? The answer to should we use that is, of course, we could, should, because if we don't, someone else is going to. So the next question is, how do we use it? Well, there's a couple of ways. So first, the way that we've been doing here, gathering a thousand artists for the thousand BJ artist challenge and building a collective of those artists who then create projects with their combined power and maximize their individuality into a collectivity that can then do all kinds of things. Maybe we can feed the homeless. Maybe we can house the homeless. Maybe we pick some other cause that is important to all of us and we do that. That's the first way, collectivity, by gathering ourselves under one roof. The second way is through products like this, you know. I know that Paul is actually, he's uh, involved in the coffee business. So why not create Bald Jesus Coffee? Paul can do that. Bald Jesus is his. It's mine. It's Invisible Bald Jesus. Welcome. Are you talking today? Yeah, hang on a minute. I'm still trying to find my volumes. <laughs> cool. I'm about to do it on my phone because I'm out and about. I haven't finished work yet. Hey, it's really nice. You don't sound like an old Jamaican woman at all. No, definitely not. Ah, I, I didn't actually think so, but... Uh, I am white Brit. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's kind of what I figured, but, you know, I don't like to make assumptions about anything. It's good to actually hear your voice. Um, so... You, you, you might do. I can only just hear yours. I might just have to log back out and come back in again. All right. Well, I'll keep going on my sort of monologue for the moment, and if you need to log back out, uh, and just, just let me know when you're back and ready. All right? Um, well, Okay, so the third way is with this, this way of, um, we've been accused, right, of being this religious organization or this cult. And that got me to thinking. In the United States and other countries, there are huge financial advantages to, and freedom advantages to being a religious organization. And it's not impossible to do that. Uh, some examples that you may or may not have heard of are the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, uh, the Church of the Subgenius, uh, Dudism, which is based on the movie The Big Lebowski. So essentially what they require in order to become a religious organization, uh, officially recognized, is you have to have a creed and worship practices, a formal leadership, a history, a membership that's distinct from other religious groups, uh, a recognized study of ordination, and some form of foundational text or tradition, and also regular places to worship, and regular congregation and services. We can do all of that. Uh, and once we do that, then it's not impossible to actually turn this, like, what's been accused of being the cult of bald Jesus into an actual cult of bald Jesus that doesn't have to pay taxes on anything that we generate and that can actually do charity work without having to, you know, have all of the accountability that comes from being a for-profit organization or being a privately run organization. So... I want to check in here real quick and see if anybody wants to say anything. I'm talking a lot so far, which I'm fine with, but I want to make sure that other people have the chance. Paul. Yeah, well, I'm still here. Um, good. Um, is it morning, evening, your side? It's 10 o'clock in the evening, my side. Uh, it's just about 10 o'clock in the morning, my side. Actually, it's it's 10, 11. Oh, yes. I remember, I remember the first time we spoke, we were like 12... I was exactly up. 
Yeah, exactly. We're we're exactly twelve hours. Polar opposite so sides of the world. Yes, it's insane. <laughs> How are you, man? It's been a while. Yes, very much so. I'm all right. And how are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, it's a it's a good day today. I uh, I feel like things are moving along in the right definitely. direction. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I've been keeping up to date, especially today with what's happening. Um, and yeah, I really see things, um, you know, moving pretty quickly and. Yeah, in, in a direction um, that's very interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much amped. And, yeah, I'm looking to get back to, um, what do you call it? Um, creating and running again with the BJ. Awesome. Yeah, I, I really, I love the BJs that you drew. Um, they have a different feel than anything else that's out there. So... In terms of actually, everything that I was yeah, just... There's more, actually. Yeah. Oh, you've made more. Yes, and which is the other thing um, I wanted to ask um, with um, with um, the the challenge and with, you know, where Borges uh, is going right now, um, with um, what what happens currently. Um, my boyfriend is, has also created... Um, a few board Jesus. So would it be possible? Um, I mean, I'm just trying to, we're still trying to get a wallet and all that stuff for him as well, the same way I did um, when we first spoke earlier on. Would it be, what would happen in the case where I said you uh, meant the, uh, not meant, but um, the submissions are made, but there's no uh, profile of his yet? Yeah, of um, course. That's being, yeah. That's fine. He's he's definitely welcome, and um, you know you're an established BJ artist, and um, I think as such, yeah, your your vouch for him is good enough for me. That's for sure. And but I look forward to meeting him okay. as well. I'm sure he's wonderful too. Oh, trust. Um, I'm sure, I'm surprised you haven't received the. I tried to send the stuff a few day weeks ago, actually, with the new arts that I sent. So I'm not sure. That hasn't, um, where did you? Yeah, you'll see the odds and where did you yeah, send it, Paul? Right here. Again. Where did you send it? On Discord. Let's see. Hmm. I was I dreaming of something? It should be here. You know, in the past, I've sometimes um, submitted things to the wrong Discord. Um, I wonder if that's something that's happened because I haven't seen it here. Hmm. Possibly, possibly. That might have happened. I'd have to search for it because since then a lot has happened. And, well, in that yeah. case, will you resubmit sure it? That's fine, yes. Yes, definitely I will, yeah. Perfect. That's great. How's the coffee business? Um, um, so the actual, <laughs> funny enough, a lot has been changing um, the past couple of months, especially after speaking to you and really getting into the NFT space. Um, a lot of restructuring has happened. So um, I haven't traded the actual coffee since then, um, going into more um, virtual reality and that NFT space. So um, yeah, we're currently working on a virtual um, space and land um, cool. for the coffee. 
Um, so we're taking that direction and then rooting it back to um, maybe a, a digital experience where the physical product can then be experienced with the digital space and vice versa. So yeah, hopefully that goes and people can understand where we are trying to go with the coffee as well as with um, a very strong architectural um, element to it as well and design. Since um, working with um, uh, my boyfriend who's a very strong um, 3D illustrator and architectural technologist. So it adds a lot into um, what we're building um, virtually, which has a lot of um, physical or rather um, what do you what do you call it? Um, I'm not uh, real, real, real. I'm losing the element there. The, it it has real photorealistic, but also real elements of architecture, but um, into the digital space as well. I'm just struggling to explain it. There also at ten o'clock. Forgive. No, that's okay. Sometimes it is so difficult to express these concepts of uh, the metaverse into real world language. I mean, sort of like what I was talking about with expressing emotions and, and you know, other things. The metaverse is a little bit like that. And I think maybe that's why these things work so well together. I, can you, uh, are you at a point where you can share links or, or pictures of it? Yes, actually. Um, um, ooh, wait, off the, um, the, the bean or the other things that we were working on? Uh, all of it would be cool. I mean, I, I would love to see everything that you're working on. I, I suppose, um, you know, the, the bean would be the, the coolest to, to start with. Um, and I assume the bean is, is your, your coffee business in the metaverse? Correct. Yes, it is. Um, so it's got different elements into it that we want to incorporate into the future, um, which is coffee and cosplay, um, the VR lounge, um, the more um, educational element into it, and um, online retail as well, which which adds into the VR. So uh, there's a, quite a bit that happens in the bean, but yes, you're definitely right. It's incorporating. Um, pretty much um, all still the same ideas that um, wanted to incorporate into um, the coffee business and all these other ideas. And it's so crazy how the NFT space is allowing all these things to come together in one thing. Um, as you said, the metaverse is, 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 is for me also such a crazy idea because it, it not only speaks into just this, but the general idea of one thing existing in different ways, but it's still the same thing in different universes. Um, but it's pretty much still the same thing. So yeah, still exploring that. But yeah, we'll definitely be sharing um, those things. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll be sharing. Probably can share something tomorrow or later today. But yeah, I can share. I can share a few things on what um, we're working on now and how things. That is awesome. I mean, it, it, you're yes. right. It's, it's really hard to wrap our minds around. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of a tesseract. Have you heard of that before? 
Oh, oh my God. That's, that's, that's one of my favorite words right now. Because <laughs> what Marvel has been doing with that term and uh, with the whole Marvel comics and the whole multiverse, I'm just blown away every second. Wait a minute. These theories and Marvel has been messing around with Tesseracts? I didn't know this. Since, yes, since, like, it's for the past 10 years, what they've been producing from the first Captain America to the latest Loki series or Endgame, which came out, I mean, last month, what they've been doing for the past 10 years has been linking to a multiverse, which is insane that all this time they've been talking and they've been saying all these things and it's it's just yeah i was just blown away um after endgame um and when they went into the multiverse so this is this is going to be interesting i mean is is marvel manifesting this sort of metaverse reality or is the metaverse reality just sort of being expressed and recognized in different areas by you know entities like marvel Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't mean to pose an impossible question to you there, Paul. I think it was a it was more of a um. Sure, definitely. Um, but I'm thinking about it. That's the thing because I'm so invested in this thing. It's like I'm also still asking. I'm like, this is an interesting question. So now I want to answer it. I want to find the answer too. And um, I I they could be narrating. Um, and I think they, they're doing it very well also. Um, I think the multiverse has always existed. Um, well, of course it has, but it's like, for me, that they have been narrating it for so long, but they're doing it now in real-life action. Hmm. Um, outside of the comics, um, for me, it's... it's yeah, for me, it's interesting. But yeah, um, I also think they are creating it somehow. And because they've got the power of, um, I mean, animation, which is what NFTs are manifesting themselves as, um, you know, digital art. And they've been doing this. So I think they've got, like, it's it as though they create it's 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 i don't think they created it but yeah somewhere somehow i think they they've got a strong influence into how um multiverses and digital space and um yeah the nft space is going to eventually um form in the future because i still think we're in a crazy time and a lot of things are coming up. We still don't know what's, you know, um, real or fake, crazy enough. Um, there's still going to be a lot of scams, I think, happening. So I think once the dust settles, uh, Marvel will be, you know, in, in, in a very interesting space. See, that's an interesting concept that you've just hit on because it's something, uh, something I, I also believe I think that there's going to be a huge um a huge crash in this NFT space before too long and I think that 
you know, the crash is going to destroy a lot of these, you know, sort of scam projects that have come up. And what's going to survive is going to sort of rise up out of the ashes and, and become something new. And, and yeah, I think Marvel actually is positioning themselves to sort of, um, to sort of be a Phoenix in that, in that moment. Yes. Now I do want to uh, I want to see if Invisible Bald Jesus is uh, is wants to get on or, or has anything he'd like to say. I see he's back. Um, he's been back for a little while. Okay, so I don't see your mic coming on, so I will assume that no. But I I am watching for it, and if you do want to um, jump into this conversation, you're more than welcome. Now, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about today uh, is this, again, this idea of the cult of bald Jesus. Now, I came up with a um, statement of beliefs that I think, I think it's pretty good um, in terms of it doesn't particularly cross any lines. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at things from my perspective. And one thing that I've learned in life is that uh, crossing lines, um, what doesn't cross lines for me isn't necessarily the same for everyone else. So with that being said, I'm just going to give this to you guys. And uh, if you have any thoughts about it, uh, we can discuss it afterwards. I'll, I'll rush through it a little bit and then we can come back and any questions that you have or, or any spots. So the statement of beliefs. We believe that art is the best way to communicate between the worlds of the human and the divine. Uh, bald Jesus is the bridge between the secular world and the spiritual one. No one knows who Bald Jesus is. There are infinite Bald Jesi. Bald Jesus can be anyone or anything in any way and any time, anywhere that is bald. Bald Jesus only gave one rule, don't be a dick, also known as the BJ rule or sometimes abbreviated as D-Bad. The mission of the cult of Bald Jesus is to expose as many people to Bald Jesus art as possible and to enlist all kinds and all artistic abilities in creating new Bald Jesus art. Since our mission is for the world to see Bald Jesus art, we do not condone or endorse any art, Bald Jesus or other, which promotes racism, sexism, homophobia, hate, or any kind of harm to children. As such, we do not endorse overly violent or sexual art which contains Bald Jesus because we want our art to be viewable by people of all ages, belief systems, nationalities, and other distinctions. It's not our place to tell anyone what to do with their art, but we choose to follow these guidelines and what we promote, endorse, share, and represent ourselves with. And that's it. So that's that's kind of what I've put together so far as the, the core um, statement of belief for the uh, quote-unquote cult of bald Jesus. Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it's, it's absolutely clear. Um, I think it makes sense. And yeah, um, so far, I don't think I have any questions about it. If anything, like I said, I think it's very much clear, um, as to, you know, what, what, um, other regulations, if any, in Paul Jesus, you know what I mean? As you said, you, um, Paul Jesus allows anyone to, does not dictate how one expresses their art, but um, at the same time, you'd still um, rather Paul Jesus um, still like to get to um, everyone and anything. So that you know, saves it from, you know. So yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. Now, um, Paul, do you have, uh, 
I, I want to, before we move on to just general NFT talk, which I'd like to do, um, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask me or anything that you'd like to know about Bald Jesus or anything that I can expound on in this particular realm uh, before we move on to just talk about NFTs in general? Um, Bald Jesus, yes, definitely, um, which is something I've always wanted to to ask and actually probably actually do also a proper interview, but that I still want to do with you later on. Um, um, but um, specifically is, um, I know there's pretty much not a lot of getting that there, so I just got distracted for a little bit. It's okay. Um, so with, yes. Um, I'm a new artist, let's say, for example, new artists don't know anything about um, NFTs necessarily. Maybe I do have an idea. Um, and um, how does one, again, um, I know you've taken me this through before, but how does one um, see Paul Jesus? For example, I come across your, 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 your tweets or I follow you on or you know, on Twitter, how does one get involved? Um, how does one become an artist of Jesus? Um, are there any um, specific requirements, um, um, especially when it comes to, to, to minting and one sort of still maintaining um, the, the, not really ownership per se, but yeah, um, that sort of um, line between I'm an artist for Paul Jesus or I'm a Paul Jesus artist. What does that mean um, for, for, for a new artist or someone? No, I think, I think that's a great question. And that's something that I have really, uh, I've really been sort of exploring on a personal level uh, so that I could answer this question when it was eventually asked. Um, so I've been hoping to hear this question. Um, so in order to be, so let's say you discover bald Jesus, whether on Twitter, you know, you, you might find bald Jesus, uh, you know, ha at bald Jesus art, or maybe you discover it on open sea or on wax. And then you, you somehow manage to come to this discord. Now, the way to join the collective is really easy and it all comes down to all there is to it is to do it. You draw a bald Jesus. It doesn't have to be good. It can be low effort. It can be great. It can be amazing. But uh, you just draw a bald Jesus. You submit it in our uh, bald Jesus showcase. And once it's submitted into the showcase, that piece of art is your entry fee into the bald Jesus collective. So you paid your entry fee. At that point, you are a bald Jesus artist, a BJ artist. Now that piece of art in particular belongs to the collective, to share, to make NFTs with, to do with what they want. Now, let's say that you've created a character or you've created a concept, a bald Jesus concept that you'd like to use, and you want to use it without um, without stepping on the toes of the collective, which that's sort of what you're asking. Am I right? Um, correct. Okay. What, what, yes. So, so once you've, once you've entered the bald Jesus collective, um, you can then create a bald Jesus of your own to use in any way that you want to. And it's yours. 100% of the ownership is yours. So at the moment, there's a guy who's created a bald Jesus cat. 
which I think is pretty cool. And he's actually minting his own Bald Jesus cats on wax. He's got low effort cats on OpenSea that he's minting Bald Jesus cats with. And because he submitted one into the Bald Jesus Collective to begin with, we're fine with that. Uh, also, he's using his own work, right? And his work belongs to him. Now, if he were to take your Bald Jesus and use it for his personal work, that would be something he'd have to work out with you because then he's infringing on your art, on your uh, intellectual property. Um, so, for example, uh, my bald Jesus that I've, I've used for, you know, lots of different stuff. Um, if somebody took that and suddenly started using it for, you know, um, let's say you took it and decided to make a coffee company out of it with that logo. Well, that's my intellectual property. So you would have to work something out with me in that regards. Um, Whereas if the collective took the original bald Jesus that I submitted and they said, hey, we'd like to use this uh, for this, the collective can do that. Mm -hmm. The collective is allowed to use all of the bald Jesuses that are submitted to it for any purpose that they want. But as far as individual artists, they can use their own bald Jesus. Um, what, what influence do I have as um, um, on the... I'm, yes, it's the collectives write the work that one submits in Jesus. But how does what what um sorry is the question based on the arts that I submit. Can I somehow because it's the 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 collectives um want submission but because I'm the artist, if, for example, do I have influence to say based on the work um, or rather let's say a series like you're saying a character. If, for example, I say, hey, how about we create a series of uh, ball Jesus um, that are chairs, for example, just looking at a chair and I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. And it's 10 different chairs. Is it possible to then have influence to say, hey, can you um, possibly mint Ten versions of um, these ten chairs, like ten copies of ten um, of these Bald Jesus chairs, and um, for maybe one dollar each, half a dollar each, or whatever um, currency will be minting a platform that will be on, and um, would 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 as an artist receive one copy, and the the nine belong to the collective. I just want to understand how how that works and do do you always create 10 copies or just one copy um, i'm not sure if i'm making sense but i just want to understand more about what happens to the art um after a submission as an artist and how can i still navigate through that i'm not sure okay um let's see so this is what we've done so far so so far We've minted 10 of each that is submitted. Uh, of those 10, the first one, the number one, goes to the Bald Jesus Collective vault. Um, and what that is is essentially just a, a wax account that has been set up for the collective that at some point we can decide what to do with all those number ones. Now, at the moment, Bald Jesus doesn't have huge traction. So a number one isn't necessarily worth you know, a whole lot. But assuming we do get traction, these number ones will be worth a lot. And at that point, it'll be the collective itself that decides what to do with all of them. So number one has gone there. 
Uh, number two, as the mentor, I've started collecting the number twos. I send myself the number twos. Um, and then we, we sell the rest. Um, we sell the rest and we raise money so that we can mint more bald Jesuses, um, which, is, which is pretty fun. And one of, the, uh, one of the biggest boosters of this project, actually, has been Invisible Bald Jesus, who um, collects the number 10s and has bought virtually every number, number 10 that we've put up, which has enabled us to, to mint and produce all of the other versions that we've been minting. Um, so he's been a huge booster to the project. You know, I've, I've put quite a bit into this. He's actually put quite a bit into this. And then, uh, you know, the other bald Jesus artists have actually all put something in. So that's, that's sort of the core of the collective there. Um, now in the event that you wanted to print 10 to distribute to your family and friends, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, we could print 10 for you and, and send them to you, and then you could distribute them or sell them or do a contest with them. They're yours. Um, the mint costs with wax are pretty minimal. What we end up paying for mostly is we end up paying for the resources that we're using to actually do the minting, um, which is like the RAM and the, um, the other sort of computing resources that get used. Um, also, in the event that an artist does want a copy of their NFT, I'm always willing to send them uh, send them one of them. Um, I think I've addressed what you said, but tell me if I'm still not getting it. Cool. No, you got it. You hit it right. The no, completely makes sense. I just wanted to, of course, also understand the process and also um, understand what exactly value one is also adding into the, the flow of where things go and where they end up. Just understand more of, um, I guess, um, knowing, not necessarily knowing like the end product, but I think for me, it's always nice to sort of understand the process and know how and when value is actually being added. Um, I think it's just nice knowing how things work and yeah, it just makes one work better at produce or create better way. I um, totally yeah, the process more is understood from. I totally agree. I mean, what I've wanted from this project from the get go is for it to be equitable for everybody that's involved. Uh, I've, I've always felt that, you know, capitalism has its virtues, but the biggest downside to capitalism to me has always been the fact that creators end up sort of getting the shaft um, and they, they end up getting less of a share than the, the marketers or distributors, um, which doesn't quite seem right. So it's one of the things I've, I've tried to address with this, but again, we're building a collective here. And my hope is that as people become more involved, um, as they become, uh, more, dedicated to this project, as they start to understand that they own this project, they're the owners of this project, we can have all these discussions and completely change the way that we do things on a collective basis together. Um, but you did ask about number ones, and I think that makes a pretty good transition. Um, I'd, I'd like it if we could talk for about 15 more minutes, and I'd love to talk about just NFTs in general. And when you mention number ones and the value that they have, it makes a pretty good transition point because in the NFT space, 
a number one, just like in comics or in other things, uh, first editions for, for books, um, number one does seem to have some, some cachet, some collector value that is far above everything else. And this is one of the big reasons why I felt it was important that nobody gets to own, own the number ones, that they are owned by everyone, not by someone. Now, in NFTs themselves, um, I have to admit that my understanding of NFTs has exploded over the past two weeks. Um, I had this huge brain explosion where suddenly it all became clear to me. I say it all, but it's probably just the very tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, and what that was, was I was thinking that NFTs were this point where artificial scarcity and art and cryptocurrency met to sort of create like a, a, a money and value, which that is definitely one small aspect of NFTs. The other aspect, which, which I wasn't necessarily getting, was the community aspect. Now, NFTs, it turns out, aren't valuable so much as commodities as they are as membership tokens or as um, vouchers of a community that you belong to as a sign of good faith. And the, the most obvious way that this has come been shown has been with the, the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Are you familiar with them, Paul? Yes, yes, I've been following um, them a little bit, and yeah, they just came out of nowhere, and um, sure, it's it's interesting what they've been doing alongside with you know the other um, things that have been animals that have been <laughs> yeah. um, crowding the the zoo. Yeah, the, the zoo is getting crowded. That's a that's a great yeah. that's a great analogy for what's happening. Um, yeah, so what what they did was they they banded together and they created this ape follow ape thing on Twitter and then they all started putting their avatars as their or their apes as their avatars which you know I've noticed that I do it myself now when I scroll through Twitter if I see an ape I actually pause I'm not an ape but I well technically I am an ape <laughs> but I don't own a board ape um yes but when I do see a board ape avatar, I pause and look at what that person's selling or promoting, and they've done such a good job of building this collective community of promoters using their avatars um, that it's blown my mind. And then, then along came Gary V, and Gary V did it even better. He um and he he said exactly what he was doing, and yet it flew right over my head. You know, his his V friends are basically tickets to private functions, tickets to access. And when I wrote my first book, it was all about um, how to sort of make the most out of what you have. And the three things that you have that, that no one can ever take from you, um, well, they, they can actually, but the three things that you have are your access, your accumulations, mm -hmm. and your abilities. And... You know, by joining one of these like V Friends or Board Ape Yacht Club or Doctor Who Worlds Apart or Bald Jesus, for example, you are giving yourself access to people who share the, the 
the whatever it is that you're sharing, uh, you're actually getting access to their abilities and you're also getting access yeah. on, to some extent to their accumulations. So every time you join one of these communities, you're actually broadening your own scope by this huge amount. And that's the explosion that I had in my head. Maybe that's too much. It, Paul, um, are you still there? Yes. Ah, okay. I lost you there a little. Okay, well, maybe it's a good time for us to, to close up. I do want to see if uh, if Invisible Ball Jesus would give you one more chance if, you, if you'd like to share anything with us or say anything or throw some thoughts out on the table. All right, Paul. Any anything else you'd like to throw out? Um, no, no, nothing currently. Um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting time, and yeah, I really can't wait to. It's 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 so crazy because I've been so excited about this ever since I heard about it, and it's like every every week or every other day, it's like something. Like there's something you two get excited about, and it's pretty interesting. It's good to hear, Paul. And please become more involved. Oh, one last question before we go. Mm -hmm. I gave all the bald Jesus artists uh, names, or most of them. I didn't give you one because I wasn't sure what name to give your bald Jesus. Oh, um, didn't even think about it. Oh my god. Um. Question. Oh my. Um, um, do you need to answer now? No, you can give me an answer later. But um, if you want to change your, uh, if you want to change your username, your nickname on the server, you can change it to whatever uh, bald or whatever Jesus you prefer. Oh, cool. We'll do. We'll let you know. <laughs> All right, Paul. I hope to see you uh, active more. I hope uh, your boyfriend also gets involved and. Um, and thank you so much for coming to Bald Jesus Chat today. Yes, amazing time. And yeah, thanks for 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 having me and also having this chat. Um, I can't wait. And yeah, chat soon. We'll try to do it again soon. Aloha. Yes. Aloha. This has been an episode of Bald Jesus Voice Chat. Join us at baldjesus.com and join our Discord at revolutionarty.com. That's revolutionarty.com. Aloha.